Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. Welcome back, Andrew. It's been so long. So long. (laughs) So long, so long. Eternity. Um, Eternity. Well, just as a quick recap for people, who are you and what do you do and why are you here now a third freaking time on the Life Coach Baker podcast? (laughs) I'm a glutton for punishment. That's what's (laughs) No, uh, so I'm Andrew Koopman. I am a Seattle-based director, choreographer, teaching artist, playwright, artist, human person excited to engage in the world with a beautiful wonderful soul like Nicole Baker every day um and I'm I'm starting to just embrace all the challenges that are happening in the world right now and the opportunities to grow and I think Nicole and I are really thought partners in a lot of way like spiritual siblings Oh, I love it. Thought partners and spiritual siblings. Honestly, I couldn't think of four better words. Those are all so good. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I am this so is happy this is the beginning of a, of a of a beautiful, beautiful friendship where we we read books and talk about them and do we figure shit out. Literally. I I loved and I'm gonna go ahead and spoil for everyone. I did not come up with this idea. This was hundred percent Andrew, and it was brilliant so much so that I was like you I was I was wanting to think I was like all the listeners hear about me giving y'all shit to do all the time you hear me about giving you exercises about insight to action challenges so on and so forth and we thought it would be a really cool opportunity for you guys to hear us go through some some of them we did some of them we're gonna do live on here oh buddy here we go (laughs) um hey vulnerability right and I so I'm going off script for a second, but the script that we don't have exists because it's you and I, but it's right here. It's um, right here. It's, oh yes, it's beautiful. Ooh, oh, dust stunning. It's got colors and everything. Um, YouTube, you know, you know the joke, uh, but I, so I just did a lot of these exercises right before going into a six day seminar that was all about basically reshaping your life. <laughs> like, um, and it was incredible. And it almost felt like, I'm, I'm going to say a warm up, but it, it I, I don't know if warm up's the right word. It almost felt like a let's get everything really clear before going in and getting all that nitty gritty stuff. So honestly, there might be a few things that might have shifted since I've done these exercises that I don't know if they're going to be here anymore. So I'm very curious is the yeah. word that I'm going to use. 
And I think that's what, you know, Nicole and I were really interested in sharing with all of you is this, this, this idea that these aren't answers that are in pen forever and in stone. They are, they are constantly changing and evolving. These are exercises you can do on the daily to uh, really uh, um, uh, interrogate your day-to-day thoughts, beliefs, and actions. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is just an opportunity for two people on a podcast going wherever it goes sharing our experience with uh marie forleosa everything is figure outable oh yeah i guess we should name the book that we're actually talking about (laughs) um for you guys if you didn't know we did do an entire deep dive on the book our experiences with the book our major takeaways from the book last episode if you have not listened to it go back right after this episode and listen through and some of this might uh kind of connect dots here but we really wanted to make it so that we took those exercises and did them and brought our brought our experience with you guys so shall we dive into the meat my sweet beautiful friend andrew yes we shall my sweet beautiful friend nicole i just Um, love you so much oh my goodness so Um, there were how many insights uh, insight to action challenges in this book 10 10 total 10 i did four i believe for I, I like generally thought through all of them yeah. <laughs> except for the it, I but the ones I I did did I did about two or three of them mm-hmm. um and then you know Nicole and I were talking before we started recording that we wanted to do a few of them live yeah. here right now with each other in dialogue as a part of the processing yeah. of this this these exercises which are so beneficial and helpful I'm so, and I really invite anyone listening as Andrew and I ask each other questions, think of your answers. Think this is as much each other asking each other for answers as us asking you all as well. So allow this to be your experience to really feel and think through some of these things. Cause some of these questions are life-changing. Some of them are so impactful. So I highly, highly recommend you all do that. And they take time. I think they that's take the time. Thing. You know, like when I pitched this idea, I was like, yeah, I can do 10 exercises in a week and a half. That's easy. No problem. Each one takes like an hour. <laughs> like... Each one takes like a, a, a good good block of time. Yep. Uh, I, in the last episode, I told Nicole about how I encountered this book uh, first through uh, an audio book mm-hmm. um, on our drive to Idaho. And in the, in the audio book, Marie talks about like, pause the recording now and do this exercise and I so I I, I'll be honest I didn't fully listen to the insight to action text because I had the thought of like I'm driving yeah it's hard to write (laughs) and do that I mean yeah uh and so I kind of I'll be honest I tuned out a little bit of the Mm insight to action like I, I meditated on the questions being asked but I didn't do the work behind the and I'm exercise. sure you're the only person who's ever done that ever Truly. in life. I'm looking at all you overachiever listeners who are wanting to binge a book really quickly and don't do the ex- right. exercises. I I will confess it. Y'all, you're not alone. I'm here for you. We got this. <laughs> but so revisiting these insights, action challenges as, as work, as work that you're, you, you do for yourself as a commitment to your own integrity as a commitment to your own soul in and growth and um and this commitment to yourself that everything is figure outable these these challenges take work and they're good it's good work it's It's like a workout it is it's like a mental workout for sure and it's it's like i i loved 
There's one specifically, I'm going to go ahead and dive into it. There's one that it's literally like you, is it define your dream? I have my notes written on up here. Yes, here it is. So the very last chapter, I'm just going straight to the chase is all about defining, is it define your dream? Excuse me. um, The world needs your special gift. That's it. And the chapter is all about really figuring out what your purpose is, what you're here to do, why everything needs to be figure outable for you to do your purpose and to fulfill, fulfill that mission. And so one of the exercises was set a timer for 15 minutes and just go on a rant and write a letter basically from 100 year old you to current you. And I don't know about you, I was sobbing. I was Mm. doing this exercise and just sobbing because so much of what I was getting and, and I, before I get to that, the reason I love this exercise is because it says set a timer for 15 minutes, because a lot of times what happens, and we've talked about this on the podcast, but I'm going to keep drilling it in there. Whenever we sit down to write something at first, our conscious mind is the only thing that's ignited. And so it's all the things that we've practiced is what we're going to put on the paper. It's all the things we've thought about, maybe some things we even thought about before we started writing, or maybe even a year before we started writing. It's all things that are consciously in our brain. But after that is exhausted, after it's emptied, maybe about like five, 10 minutes, your unconscious mind or your subconscious mind walks up and steps up to the party and comes up with things that you have not even dreamt of, but it's always been there in your heart. Mm-hmm. And that okay. exercise same thing. The first five minutes I was writing down like, okay, well, blah, 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 blah. Like it's all things I loved, but it was all things that were, uh, I'm going to say rehearsed. Mm -hmm. And then the the things we tell ourselves constantly or comfortably. Exactly. And after that was exhausted, my future self just kept on being like, it, it was, it was just a nonstop message of enjoy every moment stop doing, stop doing so much and start being, and just starting to really zone in on that. How can you be present in every moment? How can you pour love and connection and, and, and drive into others as well as yourself? Of course, first, cause oxygen mass, you have to put that on first, but like, how can you, how can you do that? And just do it from a place of love and joy and, and, and just fulfillment and growth, not needing to achieve and I waterworks. I mean, it was like, okay, <laughs> like, but it was such a beautiful message. And I have to say, I went into, and I'm, I'm probably going to keep referencing it because it was so powerful. I went into the seminar with that message in me and now it's like locked in. Mm. And I, I can honestly say without even hesitation or doubt that my life is never going to be the same. And it's because of that exercise that like ignited that little spark, that idea. So that was a really cool moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I, when I encountered the letter exercise, I definitely, the same thing, first five yep. or 10 minutes yep. was the, was the practiced things, you know, mm-hmm. the things that we should remind our younger yep. self, right? That we What should, were your shoulds? What were your shoulds out of curiosity? Uh, to love yourself. Yeah to um to be patient mm-hmm. uh to get curious yeah. um to uh embrace every moment live your life to the fullest you know that yes those things 
we're all present in the, in the shoulds, yeah. right? Great reminders that we 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 should remember on a day to day basis. But then sure. I got to when I got to the the writing on fumes moment, um, the fumes that uh, kind of came forth was this this idea of stop trying so damn hard. Oh wow! Um, stop like and I it was so interesting because I have the habit of saying like I'm trying my best. I'm trying. I'm trying. And instead of trying, just do and do your best and do the best you can with what you have. You know, try, try is a word that we like to add as an excuse, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes, I also think it's a great word to encourage you to try something new, like just go for it. But I think when it becomes a crutch, when we say, well, I tried, it, it, it excuses in a way, rather than like, you did it, you did it, you did the thing, you know, you made a goal to make a, this devised piece of theater. And at the end of it, you're not going to say I tried, you're going to say I did. Yeah. So that was, that was where I ended up. Wow. Was just a reminder of like trying, yes, try everything new, try, 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 try. But then at some point you have to stop trying and just do. Yeah. Cause I feel like if you have try always in your mind, there's always that, well, I could have done better yep. or well, I didn't give it my all. But if you do, I don't know, that just has a presupposition of, I did it. I did it with my all. Oh my God. That's powerful. And it didn't suck. (laughs) Like (laughs) no one died. Like I just, oh my goodness. That is so powerful. And I think, and we've talked about language a lot on the podcast, but I think that's a perfect example. The words that we use become our experience. And if we're saying it's so, words have so much power and Words have meaning. We have assigned so much meaning to words. Like money has a different meaning to everyone on the planet. Some it's really stress. Some it's abundance and coming forth. It's it's still in me. I'm getting it out, but um, we'll probably get to that in a minute. But it's it, it's every single word has an experience for us. And the words that we use, that we assign to an experience will give the meaning that we give to that experience. Yes. If that made sense. But it does. Um, beautiful I'm glad I love it when I make sense no it does um, it does because like and that's why you know this is kind of a sidestep little rabbit trail but like I, I a friend of mine did a performance piece about uh words in other languages that don't have quality English translations mm-hmm. and um you know that's where language really matters right like um I, I think about my dog who we named Hugo uh, which is Danish for uh, the closest thing in English is cozy, yeah. but it's it's but the word Hugo in um, in Danish culture is so much more than that, and so really in endowing and empowering a word that to have impact um, and 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 weight and spiritual reward. Yeah. Um, is really important because it also does the opposite. You know, a word can also be detrimental to your day-to-day belief. It can be yeah. a limiting thing. Um, and the only reason why I bring that up, and I, I'm not sure if I brought this up in the last episode. No, I didn't um, because I did, a, I, I did a reading. I did a tarot card reading. And it was so interesting because I, I got this encouragement from both of my decks. Um, to change perspective. 
and I couldn't put it together at first, but it was this, speaking of words having power, um, you know, this year has sucked for a lot, for so many reasons. We all, you know, 2020 has been a rough, a rough go, lots of necessary and important change, lots of really great and insightful and necessary conversations, lots of uh, curiosity about what's next and how do we manifest it. all of that to say 2020 has been a rough fucking year. Real <laughs> that. Oh my God. <laughs> and and I noticed that over the past couple months, I've been I've been saying something over and over and over again to my friends. Like when they ask me how's it going, because I I I'm very blessed in my life to have a group of humans who really care about my journey. Um and they they ask, you know, how's grad school going? You know, and I'm in my final year. I'm about to graduate in five months in theater which it's a great business to be in right now (laughs) um I love it though don't get me wrong uh but I noticed that I was saying that this isn't what I dreamed it would be I've been working for eight years to get to the end of this program this isn't what I thought it would be I thought it'd be and this is the phrase I kept saying over and over again I thought I'd be going out with a bang but I'm going out with a fizzle And what I meant at first to be a way for me to cope with the loss and the grief of what this is um, started to become a a mantra and a statement of belief that then became a bigger and bigger hurdle. And I noticed about two and a half months ago, it, it became a wall. And I stopped wanting to do anything, you know. I stopped wanting to do the work because I'm like, well, what's the point? I'm just going out with a fizzle. And so, so all that to say, I, I did this reading and I've been already like before the reading was like, I really need to change the way I'm talking about this because it's not, it does not speak to the, the work and experience that I've put in. It does not speak to the, to the sacrifice and to the love and care that the people who have supported me have gotten me to this point. And it's not, it does not speak to my growth. It does not speak to my progress. It does not speak to my um, resilience, my determination, my passion. Uh, and so I need to change this phrasing, but getting that reading, I was like, that belief that I used as an excuse that as a, as a way to cope has become a belief, which then oh became an God. action. Say that again, say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> that, that thought had become a belief and that belief had become an action, which was inaction. I hope everyone just took out a pen and wrote that shit down. Cause that is literally uh, that is what this stuff is about like and it just I know that's so broad and so cheesy but I was just talking to a client the other day and I'll I'll, I'll keep the story pretty private for for her sake but she basically was rewriting her entire belief system um she had had a lot of negative beliefs that were really holding her back and she noticed them and she really, she wrote them out. She crossed them out. She wrote why they were absolute bullshit. And she wrote in new beliefs that are empowering her. And she now has those new beliefs attached to her almost at every single moment of the day. So she's constantly seeing them as she's working out. She's saying them out loud as she is going on walks through the beach. She is literally saying them out loud. It's a part of her day to day. And now it's a part of her conditioning and the opportunities that have come from her, not only taking new action, but thinking differently from the universe, from um, law of attraction, from her different 
how she's even maneuvering throughout the day in little teeny tiny ways, her life has just presented her with an opportunity that is quite literally life-changing. And it's because of that kind of stuff. So if you guys are yeah. rolling your eyes or if you're thinking even, or if you're maybe even not being that dramatic, but you're thinking, oh, I'll do that later. Oh, be dramatic. Please be dramatic, but do it now. Like this stuff <laughs> is so important and you do not realize how much it is holding you back until you rip it out and see how much, like how how heavy it was. Right. And this is all stuff that Marie talks about. It was in chapter yep. three, the magic of belief, I believe. And yep. how how she writes, you know, belief becomes thought, which becomes feeling, which becomes behavior, which becomes result. And yep. I think your friend and I both are great examples of how a thought that seemed harmless became harmful. Yeah. Um, a thought that uh, a thought that was innocent in nature, and just meaning to kind of like laugh it off as uh, laugh off the pain. Yeah. Which is not innocent. It's terrible. Don't do that. Deal with. Please your don't feels. be self-deprecating. <laughs> like... no, deal with your feels. Yes, um, please. And 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 give yourself the grace and space to feel them because yes. that became a belief that became a much harder thing to conquer now than five months ago when I first started saying it. Yep. You yep, know? Yep, yep, yep. It's um, like, it's like literally meeting Godzilla as a baby versus meeting Godzilla when he's tearing up an entire city. Like exactly. And it's like, or take him home and make him be nice. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Change him to be a, a good belief, a good name. nice. Change Godzilla's his name. Destined for oh badness. my goodness. If you named if you named Godzilla Kuga, I think everyone would be much better. <laughs> I have to I, super, super side note. I have a book called The Little Book of Huga, and it is one of my favorite. Oh, yes. I, I think that you saw, I think you posted an Instagram story and I saw that. And I was like, oh, we have the same book. But that just like that mantra or that that way of life, especially now in December, I'm just like, oh, I'm craving it. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I, so this whole belief thing kind was, of brings us to an insight, to, one of the insights and challenges we wanted to talk yeah. about, which was the magic of belief one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked last episode about why did you pick up this book? Um, but when I did this exercise, I wrote out those limiting beliefs, including the one I just shared. You know, I wrote, or like, um, I wrote out the limiting beliefs of no one will like it. Um, people won't care. It's already been done. Um, I, what else did I write? I wrote, um, that won't make you money. Mm. Uh, you, that will, you will be annoying. You know, I wrote, I wrote these thoughts out, um, which I mean, I think the Andrew of today, even before reading this book again, I think the Andrew of today deals with these thoughts in a much healthier way than he did four or five years ago because of the program I've been through with uh, Valerie Curtis Newton as the lead, because of my husband, because of the growth I've been through. I think that's true for all of us. But sometimes checking back in with the basic thoughts that we all struggle with on day to day, you know, Val, my mentor says, everyone is mostly afraid most of the time. Mm -hmm. It's true. And and I, I don't think that's anything that can be conquered in one sit down exercise. It's a daily commitment. It's our 2 million year old brain. It's the programming. It's how we were built. It's built to constantly look for the thing that could kill us. It's, co- it's constantly looking for the mammoth or the saber toothed tiger. So anyone who's listening, who's just like, well, I'm not a positive person, or I'm not someone who looks for the good. It's, it's not you. It's your programming. That's your brain. It's your mind. It's not even and your mind. can be it's- changed. Exactly. It's the mind and it's the beliefs that you have 
allowed as autopilot has come about and it's allowed to suck those beliefs in, but you now get to change them. And yes, your 2 million year old brain will still be there. Believe me, it will never go away, but you'll be able to change it so much quicker. It'll be like yeah. 90 seconds and you're a whole different person. So when I crossed it out and wrote bullshit yep. next to each one of those it, and then continued to riff on the why they are indeed bullshit, bullshit, um, it, it really illuminated that a lot of these are based in a belief that I, my work or my, who I am has to be accepted by other people, yeah. you know, or that I need their permission in a way. It's total bullshit. If they don't like it, that's on them. If they don't pay me for it, that's on them. If they don't uh, approve it, if they don't support it, you know, I still have a voice as an artist. You have a voice as a as a human who changes lives on the day to day. Nicole, we all have a voice. We all have a calling in this in this life to do something with our time. And if someone else doesn't like it, that's on them. Yeah. And the bullshit belief that that impacts you, you know, as as Mama Rue, Mama Rue says. If they if those bitches ain't paying your rent, pay them bitches no mind. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, that's brilliant. I love right? that so much. Oh Truly. my goodness! And then so then I did the now imagine who you would be without this limiting belief, and it just excited me to be like five years ago. I'm a totally different person, and even I've grown then. And I'm eliminating these beliefs one at a time in order to become a more uh, distilled and clearer artist yeah. and an artist who, who, who walks forward with the, with the conscious awareness of each step. Wow. That's beautiful. Hmm. Oh my goodness. Uh, I loved this exercise. This is so good. I'll go, I, you know what, I'll be, I will equally, you have been so vulnerable and beautiful. I will equally share my vulnerability with this as well. Because as I came up with beliefs, I was shocked that all of them were around money. Mm. And I have done so much beautiful work on my money mindset. It is infinitely better. Um, but there's still a little part of me that says, well, you make just what a waitress makes. And don't get me wrong, no shots to waitressing. Those, and uh, excuse me, servers in general, like you guys work harder than any people on the planet that I know, especially some of the ones, the places that I've worked, but the income is not the same as what I am destined to be making. And I realize that I, I talk often about uh, the idea of a thermometer versus a thermostat. And I realized that my, my belief here was creating a thermostat. It was saying, well, you believe that you should be making only this amount of money because you still have that waitress mindset. You should be making only, let's say 52 degrees. That is your, that is your money thermostat. If it gets too low, it bounces back up a little bit for sure. If it gets too high though, it will go back down. Or if my mindset gets too high, it'll go back down. Yeah. And I really recognized how powerful this was going through this. And I, I did the same thing. I, I exited each of them out and I wrote bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And on the riffing why it wasn't true, it was how much I, it was. And the, the funny thing is that when I was riffing why it wasn't true, it was, it wasn't about money. It was about how much I have to give in the world, how much I have 
to change. And if I let money be an issue with it, that's locking, that's blocking me from being able to help people change their lives. And there are service industry workers who give so much of their lives to the people around them. So, I mean, maybe even encouraging the mindset change of waitress mind to just capitalist mind. Yeah. That we've been ingrained that taking a break or taking care of yourself and your money as a, as a progressional goal. Mm-hmm is not culturally accepted in the way our country is set up right now and is disproportionately affecting populations who can't and have been limited in their capacities yeah. to to do certain things. So I know I know waitresses who have changed my life and one of them saying Nicole Baker. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> Oh my goodness. And the point is, is that oh. it's it's not because you were a waitress because no. I, I've been in the service industry. I worked I work for a major coffee company that is not supporting this episode, so I won't name them, but they were a fantastic employer in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked for an ice cream store. I've worked mm-hmm. for a deli. And the thing is, each of those jobs taught me something. I, I believe since I was 15 years old, I've said to myself, if I don't learn anything right now, it's my own damn fault. Yeah. And each of those jobs taught me something. We, we You and I should ex- have a whole episode of just exchanging crazy service industry stories, but that's I, not this podcast. Oh my, I have block out a better part of an afternoon. I've got so many. <laughs> like, but the point is, is that like, but you're riffing on this and thank you for being so vulnerable mm-hmm. in sharing that because even even the way that mindset of saying it's a, it's a waitress mindset, it yeah. is, it's a capitalist mindset because yeah. it's centered in this belief that if you're not hitting a specific goal, that thermostat, I love that. I'm going to steal that. Totally. Yes. Hitting that thermostat, you're failing. Yeah. It's all about progress. Yeah. Oh my God. Which is a great transition into our next one. I was going to say, yes, please. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, here really quickly, I want to riff on who I I would be without this belief because I'm sorry. oh, Oh, no, no, no. You're totally fine. Oh my goodness. Because I know that I'm not the only one who's listening to this podcast who has a money mindset. I, Andrew's even raising his hand. Beautiful. I, I love I it because it's so, money, you, it's. You can ask my husband. Money is a, is a really hard subject for me just because of my, my mindset around it growing up. So I have a really hard time with money. And uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm loving this. Go I, for it. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad. And I, I, I want everyone to really identify what your money mindset beliefs are, if they're limiting or if they're positive, like whatever it is. But when you get really clear on it, then whenever you go to buy something, whenever you get a paycheck, whenever you um, are signing up for a new job or something like that, you can really be a lot clearer, but I digress. I, I realized that who I would be without this belief, I would be so much more bold in my business than I am being. Mm. And, and not bold for myself that, that I can, that's, that's not for me. It's bold for other people. It's, it's making more connections. It's, it's talking and reaching out to people more and, and, and just serving, 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 and just making it so much more about the, the impact and the mission so that money's just not like money's there. Money's, money's going to come with that. That's, but that's not the focus. It's like, and and just to have that trust in it, not to just like shoot it away and be like, money's not happening bull, or money's money's not important. It's to just trust that that's, that's coming with it. But what's more important is the impact and the, the, um, the heart, the heart to it. And I realized that this, this money thing was making my mission inward 
it was making it inward and it was making it concave, almost like I, I wasn't doing well enough. I wasn't doing enough. Whereas when I switched it to outward, it was, how can I do, how can I give more? How can I serve more? How can I love more? Yeah. And not from a place of depletion. It was just from a place of being so overfilled with, with, and then giving it away. Like it was just, I, I hope that makes it's sense. Really but it does. It, it's depressing how much our culture puts emphasis on numbers. Yep. And numbers go inward. Numbers get that left brain um, uh, fired up, which shock of shocks also holds our limiting beliefs. And it just, it works in tandem. But where we get that outward, that that feeling. Expensive. Exactly. It's in the right. And it's amazing. But I want to, you had a beautiful next chapter in your mind. And I want to know yeah, what it is. Yeah, the progress not perfection chapter. I know perfectionists if, listen if, up. <laughs> if anyone can sum up Nicole Baker's podcast, it is a podcast to help people in their progress and journey to mastery. So can I steal that? That was so good. Can I make that my tagline? Oh my God. Sure. I've I've said journey to mastery as a part of my motto forever. So you could we can share that. We can share it. I, I love gift it. it to you. Oh but, thank you, my dear friend. But that's what you are are known for. You know, that's part of your 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 stamp of unique identity as a as a life coach is you're so focused on progress so I, I, I did you do this insight to action challenge I did do this insight to action challenge let me actually go to my notes for it um so wait come back there we go um yes so I did um the first question was as it relates to your dream what is one thing you're stopping yourself from exploring because you're not willing to be anything less than perfect? I am going to maybe make a lot of people mad, but I had a really hard time coming up with something because I've conditioned myself so much that when I have an idea, I go for it and go all in. Um, I'll give an example and I, I won't give too many details because it's still in the works, but one of my dear, dear friends and I had an idea and without even thinking about it, we're like, when can we start? And we're already in like our third or fourth call. And it's not a question of if, it's a question of how many days until. <laughs> um, so that really didn't hit too hard. However, I know that so many of my clients and people I've talked to, the thing that they will not do, it's always just a, I can't do it because I'm not enough yet to be that person. And, and they put such high expectations on what they're wanting to be like in order to achieve this goal. Let's say I want more money suddenly becomes, I want millions and millions of dollars. They're down here making 32,000 a year. They're like, how do I get there? That's such an unreasonable standard. I'm not enough to achieve that. I'm not that person yet. I can't get there and stay. Don't mm -hmm. take a step forward. If this episode's resonating with you, you might be a great fit for my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. I help perfectionists get clear on what it is they really want, set goals that will help them get there, and actually follow through and achieve them. If you'd like more information about my program, email me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com to set up your free discovery call. Now, back to the episode. So that's what I've noticed, but I would be curious to know what yours is. Um, I think mine would be, um, throwing my resume out there. 
mm. to major theater companies. Um, only, and I think it's the the limiting belief or the 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 thing that is getting in the way is this idea of like, well, I didn't have these produced projects in grad school, so no one's going to want to look. Yeah, which is bullshit. Bullshit. Such bullshit. Um, but it's interesting because I also I also think I have also been conditioned in my life to be like there's no harm in asking mm-hmm. like I think when you and I did our first podcast back in the summer you know there was this part of me that was like well I want to I want to do more with Nicole I want to do more podcasts with Nicole but she won't want to talk to me she won't like I'm not I'm not And now you are because I was just like, you know what? Let's do a book thing. Let's do a book thing every every other month or so, <laughs> you know. And that's yeah, been spoiler alert, guys. There's more of this coming, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to spoil. But oh, it's fine. <laughs> um, but this is this is a dream. So I think as it relates to your dream promise, one thing. Anything less than per- yeah, I, I would say making that next career jump mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic mm. would be the thing. And I love the second question, who might you become and what might you accomplish if you focus on progress instead of perfection? I'd be a motherfucking good artist. Yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> I already am. Actually, I was going to say you would that. be. <laughs> I'm already an excellent artist. I'm already the artist I am intended to be at this step in my journey. Yeah. And I'm fully capable of taking the next step without permission. Mm. I want everyone to even think right now what their answer to this question might be. Mm. What their answer to who might you become and what might you accomplish if you just got out of your own fucking way and just put one foot in front of the other. We think, I I use this, this example of a camera lens. When we think of all the steps to get from where we are to our goal, our brain almost zooms out like a camera lens and tries to focus on all the things all at once. It makes them all really sharp and our brains can't take in that much information. We can't figure out which is more important and we go into overwhelm and we shut down mm-hmm. versus if we take that same camera lens and zoom it in, I'm going to use a flower as an example, not many flowers, just one flower. And then everything else is in the background, but that one flower is super clear. The rest is blurred. That's how setting up your goals is. Mm. that's how it works if you just zoom in on one thing and not one thing being like build a website I'm talking one thing like research three platforms that I can build a website on and pick my favorite one I call them one sitting measurable things measurable one sitting tasks that take less than an hour a checklist a checklist yes exactly and things that you get to do not things you have to do and Uh just having that available I've seen people take insane ideas, like moving across the country out of their home state that they have never left, their home city, excuse me, that they've never left and moved to an entirely different state across the country because they just chunked it down. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's incredible. So then I went to number three Mm -hmm. about the problems about doing what I do, what I want to do, taking that next step professionally. It's so funny because I'm like, there are none. Hmm. I'm like, oh, that's a limiting belief I've just put on myself just to put up, like, to to excuse something else. Yeah. You know, and because uh, there's no consequence to sharing what I have, I can't change what has happened. I can only share what I can only share what has happened and 
and and bring my full authentic self to the table and say this is who I am right now yeah and they're enough they're more than enough I am enough hell yeah 100 percent and 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 I worthiness is our birthright we are inherently birth like worthy yeah I like to think of a baby like a baby literally would pee throw up and poop on the parent and that parent would still love the stuffing out of that child Yet somehow down the line, we got it in our heads that if we pooped, peed and threw up on someone, I'm using these as metaphors now, or maybe, or maybe real, if you're that kind of person, but like, if you did that, then you are just so unworthy of love, of connection, of anything, but we are still that same little baby Mm -hmm. and we still have all that love and all that worthiness and everything. Side note, don't go pee, poop, or throw up on people. Yeah, please, please, please. People don't really like that. Wear Maybe a mask. metaphorically. Oh, please, God. <laughs> but, <laughs> metaphorically, go go throw up all over the place, though. Right? Just try a bunch of Paint shit the out. Town red. <laughs> the town red. But if oh, it's that's... red when you're throwing up, that's a medical issue. Go to the doctor. <laughs> go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest side tangent I think I've ever yep. produced on the podcast, but I love yep, it. I'm here is, for it. This is getting out there. Uh, oh, my God. So, so what then, was. Yeah, go yeah, for it. Yeah, go for it. You go. I was, I was going to ask, so then the next question is turning self-doubt into productive self-talk. So what mm-hmm. were some some ways that you can... I love the word yet. Yes, you do. You do you want to explain that? that? I, yes. I. Uh, so the exercise is to take these negative thoughts, like I am not good enough, or I, uh, or they won't like my work, or I, um, they don't want to hear from me. Mm-hmm. Um or I can, there's no way I can make it. You know, all these limiting beliefs, the example she gives, I'm not good with money. Um, I don't know who I am without her. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about running a business. Yeah. Adding the word yet just gives it an unbelievable possibility of happening. And I've been using the word yet as a part of my daily practice before reading this book. Yes. Um, and so I think this was just a nice reminder to like just... Get, like you haven't directed your dream show yet there you go you know and that's actually exciting to me mm-hmm. it, it uh you haven't um you haven't gotten any artistic director experience mm-hmm. yet there you go and it will I will and uh yeah. I love what it it leads the brain to focus on I'm getting so logical but I I love the logical is good focus I'm very not logical uh, that's why we make such a good pair. I'm so like l- type A and you're so like creative and beautiful. And like, I love that. I'm so like in the mind. Um, but I love the idea of adding the word yet, because we've talked about this where focus goes, energy flows. When you focus on yet, your brain starts to think of, like you said, the possibilities. And then your energy starts to shift into possibility energy, which is 100% better than I'm not good enough energy. And just like, if you want to, and and energy, I mean, you can call it motivation, you can call it stride, you can call it determination, whatever you want, but that is produced when you add that teeny tiny three letter word. It's so powerful. And then I just did this right now, since this is an exercise I'm doing live with you in the room. Thank you. Um, Five small things I can do today to move this project ahead. I can text the artistic director uh, that I've been avoiding talking to. 
because I've emailed them a few times and uh, uh, have not heard back, but I have their personal phone number. So I should just text them, but I've been afraid to. So I can text them. I can uh, submit my resume to a theater today. Beautiful. I can pick the next play that I'm going to read and get curious about. Mm -hmm. I can, um, I can create a better, uh, the beginning of a checklist of a better schedule for myself day to day. Um, I can set up an experiment for me tomorrow. And I want to just ask, how easily digestible are all of those things? I can do all of them in 20 minutes. I'm going to, and then, well, and then it says, What's one small thing I can do right now? I'm going to text the, I'm going to text the artistic director right now. Oh, he's doing it, you guys. On right the now. call. So while he's doing that, I want to, I'm going to give a little homework assignment to everyone else. You guys know Andrew's Instagram, A.R. Koopman. I want you to DM him and ask him if he finished his checklist. <laughs> <laughs> I want that outer accountability, baby. <laughs> I love it. All right, everyone. Pause right here and go text him or go DM him. <laughs> yep, there we go. What, did you do this exercise? I did, what did I, cause what did I say for my, I guess I, I, I guess the only thing that I was really stopping myself from doing was like not fully being bold. So I think my, my five things and being bold in business, there we go. Oh, here we go. Um, so something I've been meaning to do for a really long time is create a story log, basically just like an ongoing thing of stories that have happened in my life that can share in teaching moments and stuff like that. And I, it's not that I needed to fill it with stories. I just needed to literally start it and write one story. So it's just there and I can add them as they go. And I, you bet your sweet Bippy, I did that. Um, <laughs> and I, and I changed the background on my phone to remind me to talk about um, uh, more of like a, a journey rather. I'm so good at talking about, um, uh, what did my dad call it? Features instead of a journey. And so I had a background change on my phone to talk about more of a journey rather than features, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, I had one more and I'm going to share this for the business owners out there or the people who are wanting to start a business. Um, I have an ongoing, uh, a log sheet of, client language, whether it's clients I have or clients that are ideal or just like people, things I've read from people who I connect with on a, on a coaching level. And so I, I went through and I bolded certain words that were really important that I wanted to throw out more and that I wanted to, to incorporate more in my own personal language. So it was more, um, digestible. And so I, it was more connecting again, very logical, but for business owners, if you do not have an ICA lingo language sheet, make one. It is life-changing. Oh, so. How do you feel? I feel good. That yeah. I don't know why I've avoided that for so long. <laughs> it's amazing how we think that things are going to take so long or they're going to be so painful well, the and then we never thing, do them. And I sometimes forget that we are in a, I, for me, since you talked about business for a moment, I'll talk about the arts. We are in yes. such a human business that sometimes I forget like we're humans first. I mean, I don't forget that, but I also forget that with people I respect and admire yeah. and want to work with that like this human that I've wanted to talk with 
we we were super connected before my quarter started and we both got busy as life is and I've been like oh should I text him I'm not sure oh god and then it's like just just fucking do it yeah (laughs) why not like what what do you have to lose and the answer is normally nothing yeah oh my goodness I would love go for it I was just gonna say in our in our episode before we talked about the excuses chapter a lot exactly where i was where exactly where i was going with this because this is probably this one is of why we're a team literally oh my goodness i this was probably one of the most interesting exercises time very one. the time one so so for those of you uh who did not listen to the first episode here's what we're talking about um this chapter identified what excuses you your favorite flavor of excuses and we mentioned on the last one mine was I don't have the money which is an old one that that rears its ever ugly head every once in a while but I've caught it minus time this time time is Um, a big one for me I actually still did the time exercise because I was like if I have more time I can make more money like that is just like I've now linked that so much in my head because I have more time to work on things that will make me more money um But so the question, the first question is, what's an instance where you at first did not have the time, ability, resources, and yet you still made it happen? List them all. I'm looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) There are, there are many, you know, in the arts, we are in reference to money. I'll say that there are many examples where just because I didn't have the dollar amount to support whatever I needed to do, I still made shit happen. Yep. Um, I, I am the director um, when I was working in a lot of educational theater. I was the director that theaters called to direct a show on a low budget. Um, I, 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 I remember one of my productions I was most proud of was I did Mary Zimmerman's The Odyssey, um, which is a huge show. Yeah. And I had, it's huge, it's massive. It's, and it's technically one of her most difficult and I love it. I love Mary Zimmerman um, and her work. And I did it with a cast of, I want to say 12, 12, 12, 11 to 17 year olds. And oh the company God. that I was with at the time also said like, and we don't have a budget set aside for this show. So I, I came up with this idea of doing the entire show with pieces of fabric, a rope and four chairs. And it was hands down one of the best projects I've ever directed. Oh my God. So the thing is the money side of things definitely has not been um, in time has I figured out, here's the thing. I was really, it was really easy for me to come up with examples of when I've overcome those hurdles, but it's, Mm -hmm. but what this exercise illuminated and I don't mean to, I don't mean to skip the questions, Mm -hmm. but I think I have an overall reflection from this exercise because I'm really good at finding the obstacle in the moment and then eventually figuring out a way out of it. But like the time thing, when I went through and actually blocked out my time as Marie encouraged us to do. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, here for seven days, you were supposed to log every single thing you did and how much time. To the minute. And yes, it was a pain in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) Super time consuming. But here's what I actually realized. And I think this is the flip side of the exercise that doesn't get really talked about. Mm. Sometimes the excuse is not an excuse. It's just a truth and you can adjust. So this idea of I've been telling myself of I don't have enough time. 
when I actually block down my day, I'm like, I'm doing so much fucking work towards my goals and dreams. Mm-hmm. I actually am wow. doing that work right now. And if I did any more, I might get burnt out, which you and I have talked before about burnout. Um, Flipping the table, hallelujah, yes. Oh my God, right? thank you for bringing that up. Right, you and I have talked about this before, about how you know you still have to make room in your life for the things that are important. And the thing I realized when I was doing this is this, this I get down on myself, the perfectionist side of me gets down on myself for not, I haven't written a Tony nominated play yet. What is wrong with you, Andrew? Oh my, you. You know, when it's like, actually, Andrew, the day-to-day work you're doing is actually in in service to the goals and dreams you already have. You need to eliminate the excuse that you don't have time and instead replace it with, you're using your time in a way that benefits your process. That is beautiful work. Because when I looked back at my seven days, I was like, I don't know how much I would change. Like, would I want to spend less time with my puppy? No. (laughs) Would I like to spend less time with my husband? No. Would I like to spend less time, especially in the middle of the pandemic where mental health and uh, spiritual health are super important? Do I need to take time away from TikTok? No. Watching TikTok... (laughs) for six minutes so that I find a laugh in a moment where I need it is not actually a detriment to the, to my, my ability to progress my goals and dreams It is actually in service to my soul and in service to the cup of that I'm pouring from continually. Mm-hmm. It is the thing that refills my cup. So I, I, I like I said, I didn't mean to skip the other questions. No. It's just this exercise I think has a flip side that I didn't, I mean, maybe I'm misremembering, but I don't feel like she talked a lot about, like, I think this is, I think this exercise is really good for people to really have a self-check. Yeah. And then she offers some really um, clear ways to look at it with an objective eye and make adjustments. Mm-hmm. But the flip side of it that I don't think she really talks about is that this exercise may illuminate that you're doing actually the best you can with the time you have. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. Then you don't have to change anything. It's just your mind. Just the yes. way you, per- you perceive it. Which goes oh, back I love to, that. The, to the previous chapter, I believe. Was it the one right before this? Yeah, the magic Beliefs. of belief. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Oh, I love that. So I how want, about you for, I, for, the, for the day-to-day, what did you discover? I discovered I multitask and it is not serving me. Mm. I discovered, let me, let me rephrase, frantically multitask. Yeah. And... Like there were multiple, not, not even multiple. There were like every day minimum, I'm going to, I'm going to say minimum two hours was me writing the time. And then the things that I did, it was like, um, how many slashes did you have? So many, I'm like a stupid amount of slashes where I was just looking at this and I was like, how has my brain not exploded? And it's not from a place I used to think like multitasking was such a, um, a beautiful trait. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm, <laughs> look at me. I'm so amazing. I can multitask. It is harming me in so many ways because my brain can't focus on this and this and this. And then it takes me 15, 15 times longer to write a show notes for the podcast, where mm-hmm. if I just turned everything off, focused in on that one thing and wrote that, or if I just turned everything off and wrote a email. And then mm-hmm. if I checked my email once or twice a day, uh, probably twice a day. Uh, but like, if I checked my email twice a day, 
I would be so, and also, um, I noticed Instagram, that was a, that was a big time suck for me. And I was like, okay, I have that time app. That's like, you have one hour every day. And every single day when that one hour hits, I go, Oh, remind me in 15 minutes. <laughs> like, and I realized how detrimental for that was now, luckily I have just hired someone who's taking over not all of it, but, um, but a good chunk of the stuff that I was spending a lot of time on. So I feel very fortunate with that. Um, and that is the best money I'm spending every month, but I have now really looked at, okay, what, um, what can I do to really turn things off every day and just zero in? Mm. And I'll say the other really big lesson I learned was, and this, this, I found really interesting in the morning for a while, I was really good about not tur- or not looking at my phone or not like checking things before just like getting out of bed. But I noticed halfway through this exercise, I started checking my, checking my, um, like socials, checking my email first thing in the morning. And I was like, what is happening? Because next to it, I wrote, I'm checking this for this amount of time, but I feel more awake when I do. It's probably the blue light. It's something with that. And so I was like, huh, if I can find, excuse you, if I can find- That's life calling. (laughs) I said, hello. Hello. (laughs) Stop checking Instagram in the morning. But I said, I was like, if I can find a- motivational like quotes of the day or some kind of like motivational nugget for you every morning that I can check to turn on that blue light to get my eyes awake which sounds kind of insane but I swear I sleep like eight hours a night okay beautiful um I have an app for you I'll send it to you please yes will you tell listeners also because I'm sure Uh, I'm not the only one yes let me I'm gonna find it keep going I'll find it and then I'll tell everyone But I was just going to say to have something to read in the morning that feels just spiritually cleansing and to have that then get up instead of let's see what um, Jessica did yesterday on her stories. Like, I don't know, but I think that that would just be so much better. Plus then it doesn't turn on the left brain as much, which is the critical brain and the comparison brain. And that would just be so helpful. So the app is called Eternal Sunshine. Ooh, I love that. Um, and it's a great app where you can set up, it has meditations, it has daily mantras, but you can actually set it up where it sends you a daily uh, a thought every day and it like comes up as a notification. Um, yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yes. Just a little teeny tiny thing. So everyone, there you go. There's like your what's life today's, what's, what's today's? This 11th is the day. If that yes yes it's a great yeah it's great let me mm-hmm. see i was gonna see if i can find it for today daily mantras what's today's daily mantra i'm in my cave i'm in my bear cave so bear cave. <laughs> i love it. it today's it says uh oh it says It says, with every breath I take, I will appreciate my existence. Oh, that's good. Mm, Appreciate my existence. I like that. Yes. I really like that. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to think if there were any others that we did not touch on. Ooh, define your dream. Did you do this one? I did not, but I will do it with you right now. This one, 
it was a hefty, hefty one. Then and maybe I won't do it right now. It was no, it was such oh, a beautiful one. Yes, um, I remember this one. And and I would really encourage listeners to to do this. And maybe we will just tell them the steps, and we can just kind of do a reader's digest version. Yeah. But um, the step one was list your top one year dreams. Set a timer for fifteen minutes. Yes, for the same reasons as earlier. And list out all your one-year goals, dreams, projects, and everything you want to start, stop, start, stop, or pursue. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think I wrote five pages in 15 minutes. I wow. love these types of exercises that get you to dream. And then the second thing is get real about this dream, picking one of them, by the way. Um, looking back at the list, pick one that you feel the most drawn to. And then asking yourself, why is this dream important to you? What difference will this dream make in your life when you figure it out? Mm-hmm. How will it impact your creatively, spiritually, physically? How will it possibly positively impact others? And just like, this is a lot of people don't realize how important this step is. What Marie is asking you to do is to get into the rooted why of mm-hmm. why this goal is important to you. People normally think all for for goals, all they need is a how and a what. And normally the what is pretty fuzzy. Like I want more money. And the how is like, oh my God, I don't know how to make that happen. Uh, stay stuck. But when you get into the why, I need more money so I can contribute to my family. I want more money so that I can pay for my friends and myself to go to Tahiti whenever we fucking want not in a pandemic, but like stuff like, I mean, that was two, two examples. Yours might be to contribute to a charity or a fund that I really care about to make sure my partner can retire and never have to work again. Like it can be so unique to you, but when you have that, you have purpose behind your goal and with purpose breathes persistence. And then taking these goals and interrogating them and really asking the the blocks around it. I loved her, her Q and A with herself. I kind of about like these dreams about like, well, my goal, my dream isn't to save all the whales. Yep. Like that's okay. That (laughs) is okay. -okay. (laughs) Or like, um, or my, my dream feels too selfish. Like, Mm. is it bad to want money? It's like, no, your dream is your dream. And taking the time to figure out the why of the dream and that, and really asking yourself, is this a dream that's inside or external? Is this something I put on yourself or or I put on myself or someone's put onto me? Mm. Uh, I love the process because I I remember reading this and being like, I'm going to have to do this when I have a lot of time. I just finished the last week of school for the course. (laughs) You've been busy. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, this was what I I planned on returning to on Monday on my first day off because Mm. Uh, the imminent graduation but I think uh looking at these goals and asking yourself these questions I love the process because at some point she basically says like well if you don't have a good answer to this then cross it out and try again find a different goal yep and that's okay and And that's more than okay that's something to celebrate because you're not wasting your time (laughs) if I have if I have one thing that I've noticed consistently over the board is that when I normally start getting into the nitty-gritty goals of people they will first bring to me a goal that they think they should want. A goal that society has told them, their parents have told them, they have told themselves, maybe an old identity was super attached to this goal, but it's not serving them right now. And it's not serving who they want to be at the next level. And so 
you, I, I, as a coach and as a, 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 I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say master yet, but as a soon to be master journey at neurolinguistic journey, journey to mastery in neurolinguistic programming, I'm really good at noticing those little teeny tiny shifts in your breathing and yeah, everyone's afraid to breathe around me. It's really funny, but like, cause I'll notice whenever it's like different, I'll notice whenever like that happens because mm. that little I'm not afraid teeny- to breathe around you. Oh, good. Okay, good. That makes me happy. Please breathe always. Um, But like, if you change your breath pattern, that means something went on in here. And Mm. I can normally really tell when breath changes, when eyes change, so on and so forth. But it's their body saying to them, this doesn't feel right. But their Mm. mind is so locked in that old identity. And so once we get to the, the passion or the purpose behind it, it's normally, oh God, this is not right. And it's so important to have that lined up. Something I also did love is that she talked about um, the difficulty. Like, has anyone ever figured this out before? Mm-hmm. And if no one has, that's great. You're mentally preparing yourself for a road ahead that's going to be very interesting and very different and very exciting. But if someone has, who and how can you condense their decades into days? Mm-hmm. which is so powerful yeah why reinvent the wheel huh why oh, reinvent right. the wheel i thought you said why were you even at the wheel and i was like well i was driving to the grocery this store is <laughs> carrie underwood would say take the wheel jesus <laughs> oh my goodness and then last but not least she says um or excuse me not last but not least she says past attempts have you ever tried this before went it wrong and then make sure it's specific, measurable, and actionable, which is so important. A lot of people, it's the I want more money thing versus I want to make $2,000 by January 1st. Like those are two very different goals. The first mm-hmm. one, I could hand you a dollar and you'd have more money, but you would not jump up and down and scream and yell and be the happiest person alive. If you got $2,000 or an X amount of money by January 1st, you might have that. Um, and then last but not least is determine three action steps. That you yes. Can do. P.S. Congress, send out another stimulus bill. Oh my God, please. <laughs> like for everyone, that would just be so much helpful. Lur, how so much helpfuler. Anyway, what's the last <laughs> one? <laughs> Determine your next three steps and take action now, which is something we just did with the progress, not perfection. Yeah. Yeah, I love I loved that chapter. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. It's a hefty one, but it's a good one. It's a, it's a worthwhile one. <sighs> Well, Andrew, as we wrap up our beautiful notes and our beautiful exercises, ooh, he's got the book. He's, ooh. <laughs> what were your major takeaways from doing these exercises and what has changed for you going forward? Uh, that I have been good at figuring things out and whatever limiting capacity or thoughts or beliefs I put on myself are more things to get the fuck out of the way so I can continue to figure it out. Yeah, boy. Um, so that's been one. Um, I think I, the other thing I really take away is the progress, the journey, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm so good at teaching my students, the ones I teach, uh, that it's about the journey, it's about the progress, it's about the steps we take day to day. And I'm so unforgiving when it comes to myself. Mm. So I think uh, reminding myself that it's progress, not perfection, that, that I can I can make specific, measurable, 
action-oriented steps day-to-day to achieve my dreams and goals because it is all figure outable. How about you? Oh, that was beautifully said. How can I follow? Um, Just by being you. I'm working on it. <laughs> no excuses. No excuses. I would say the biggest takeaways for me are, I, I have several, but the biggest ones that come to mind right now were allowing myself to not feel like I have to multitask and do mm-hmm. all the things all at once and just really zone in on one thing because that one thing is going to lead to the next and lead to the next and just be so forgiving and so allowing of that centered space. And then really working on the money mindset thing. I think reading, reading for, for me, whenever I have a belief about a tangible thing, um, uh, I, I like to learn everything I can about that tangible thing. And I did that when I first really realized how bad my money mindset was about three years ago, two to three years ago. And I started reading books on investing on books on um, saving and what lingo was because I had no idea what these like Roth ROI and like this, these weird things. And just by learning those, I dwindled down my debt. I dwindled down my anxiety around money. And I feel like I, I rose up to meet a new level, but now I have these other things that are there. And now it's like, okay, what can I learn about those things that will raise me up to that new thermostat level? So I think the thing that I have learned about is giving myself so much for forgiveness and knowing that it's all just a learning journey and it's, it's, I'm not behind. That's a, no. that's a phrase I used to say a lot. And that was beautifully stated. Why were you so worried? That was beautifully stated. Oh, thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful friend of mine. And I appreciate that. And it's, you know, sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable and I really invite people to allow more of that into their life because that's how we connect. And that's how you and I connected so deeply in our first call was we weren't trying to be another person. We were just Mm -hmm. each other. And that was so That was the beginning of some real crazy times. Some real crazy (laughs) times. (laughs) No, but I, I, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You're just such a beautiful soul. And thank you for figuring it out with me. Yeah, we're figuring it out. And I feel the same, Nicole. We're, uh, like I said, thought partners and soul sisters. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what what we do next. Me too. Me too. Me too. We'll have to do like a check in next yeah. next book that we do. But Andrew, as always, before we wrapped up, we wrap up today. What is a small goal worth celebrating, and how did you get in your own way this week? Mm. I mean, we just did a whole episode. That's about true. That. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say I uh, small goal right now small goal not so small goal uh getting through the fall quarter of, my, so of my program wow uh, and get, i think the thing that i got in my way with was the way i was talking about myself in this program that i i discussed earlier in this episode mm-hmm. um and i removed that by by choosing to believe that everything is indeed figure outable yeah beautiful my friend Thank you so much for being on today. Anytime. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Now, don't forget to go and get your free five-day mindset makeover by going to lifecoachbaker.com or 
by clicking the link in the show notes. Until then, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.